Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me, as always, is my very, very talented friend, who is my very own Chester the Cheetah, the Mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> hey, that rhymed. <laughs> I, 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 I like that, but who the hell is Chester? Chester the Cheetah? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good because I have a little test for you today because I want to see. I already failed. <laughs> I want to see how well you know the world I come from. I'm not talking about Mars. Talk about advertising. So here we go. Love the fact that I just stumped you already. Here we go. So I'm going to say the name of a famous icon. Okay. And you're going to tell me the brand. All right. Okay. The first, the really, the first few are very easy. Okay. Colonel Sanders. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Tony the Tiger. Frosted Flakes. Because he's great. Yeah. And this one's really easy. Um, Mr. Peanut, and who, after 104 years of service, he was killed off. Uh, it's that peanut company with the blue label. Planters. Planters, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's got a blue label, right? It does, okay. it does. Um, Okay, and this is the only woman in this quiz, Flo. Uh, from um, the diner show, Mel's Diner. <laughs> I don't know. Because this is about commercials, so it would be progressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know she had a name. I know who you're talking about now. Good. Yeah. It's on her name tag, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, and then this one. I liked Mel's Diner. <laughs> I did, okay, and I'm I trying tried. to think what Flo used to say. So, Kiss my grit. This, Jesus Christ. That's I what it was. I, well, I'm trying to stay on script and think about that at the same time. I can't do those things. Okay, so, and then this one, I'm going to give you the slogan that the character said, and hint, it's not Santa. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. Green Giant. There you go. His first name was Jolly. And now these two are a little harder. You're doing pretty good, considering you got the first one. Who's you the failed first, on the first, first one. Oh, whatever. So the um, so, rich Uncle Pennybags. Oh my God, he's from it's Monopoly. Not a food Monopoly. Good job, I, and he's I, also known I as Mister Monopoly. That game. Keep I'm going. sure you do. I have no doubt I'm from that New you York. do. That's you do. live and breathe that, and you played with real money. Move on. <laughs> All right, this one might be the hardest. Yeah, popping fresh. I want to say Pillsbury. Good job. Is That's that exactly right? who it is. It's Pillsbury Doughboy. Doughboy. So um, who's Chester the Cheetah? The little... I've got one more. Okay, Chester the Cheetah's from from Cheetos. What? Are... Oh, I know what those things are. They're orange, right? Yeah. I don't like potato That's chips. That's why I did this. Cheetos. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. All right. Good. Okay. So this one is the last one, and it's a little different because it's not actually a name. It's more of a title, if you will. He's the most interesting man. In the world. Oh, that, oh, God damn it. For the, the liquor, right? The liquor company? No, beer, Almost. beer, beer, beer. Fuck, Neil would know his name. I don't know his name. What's his name? Well, it's not, he doesn't, that's only he has a title. He actually doesn't have a character. What's the beer? Have a name. What's the, the beer? Does. Dos Equis. God. So annoying. You're so close. You I know. Have that that was right the right one now, that I thought like, you would have had. all about it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> You did pretty good, though. You got a solid B on that test. Yeah. That was pretty good. All right. Pretty good. So 
What are you going to do? Speaking of real characters who hail from the world of advertising brings me to today's designated drinker. Please welcome the CEO and founder of the Free Spirits Company, Mylan Martin. Hello. Welcome to the show, Mylan. Hey, thanks for having me. Did you have all those? I did. I did. I was, you know, the uh, Uncle Money punny, uh, uh, caught me for a penny bags. jacket, penny bags, but uh, I eventually got it, yeah. Did you yeah. know who Chester the Cheetah was? Yeah, I mean, I, my whole face was scrunched up when you didn't know who Chester the Cheetah was. It's easy being <laughs> cheesy, man. Exactly. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I don't think I knew his name. But I don't know. In New York, we didn't. Ha- I didn't eat Cheetos in New York. Didn't you eat Wise Puff? That's what we ate. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm from Philly, and you know, spent 15 years in New York. We had, you know, yeah. we had Cheetos. Cheetos are a thing. Yeah. No, but Wise <laughs> Puffs were everywhere because Wise is like a big thing in that market, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Give me, give me a so, little credit here. I don't know. So Myla and I come from the advertising world. That's why you got to test. It really wasn't just where I'm from. It's also where Myla spent many, many a years. Well, I haven't tested so. both of you. We're going to go over brioche recipes, and you're going to tell me when you beat the egg <laughs> in and when you tarred the dough. Yeah, fair enough. Touche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I already failed. I don't even know what yeah. you what do you mean, tar the dough. <laughs> I don't know what brioche is. That sounds fancy, though. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get this show on back on the rails, shall we? Mylan, please tell us what is inside a bottle of free spirits. Uh, you know, so free spirits is uh, is crafted to to mimic the flavors of the spirits you already know. You know, and it, uh, when it comes to cocktails, um, you know, I, I've just always been. St- such a big fan and and still am to this day to the point where you know there's been more than a few occasions where i've drank too many cocktails no and you don't say i do say and i uh you know i just man i look back on every time that i drank too many cocktails and there was never a time where you're just kind of going you know god i want alcohol i mean short of being a you know silly college kid where you're just you know out there just to drink and in large quantities, but, you know, became a professional in advertising in New York and in London and here in California. And there was just so many times where, you know, I had way too many cocktails, way too much alcohol and 99.9 times out of a hundred, it was fine. But there was that, you know, fraction of a percent where you're like, oh yeah. Okay. That was, that was out of character or, you know, whatever those, those things are that you look back and you're like, oh man. And so, Did you I know, say that? Yeah, cool. <laughs> and I just kind of realized at the end of the day, like, those are rad, man. Like, I love a great cocktail when you're at a when you're at a fancy place, or even not a fancy place, and somebody goes, you know, hey man, like, you want another cocktail? And your glass is empty. You're like, yeah, of course, of course, I want another cocktail. There's, you know, because when you say no, usually that signifies like the night's over, or I don't know, I'm gonna switch to seltzer. And that's boring. And, you know, there's so much goodness in a cocktail that, you know, coming from the ad world, it's kind of the ultimate emotional purchase. Like we pay $15 for three ounces of liquid. And, you know, is, is that really worth that? I I don't know, but you kind of go, man, I don't know. I think about bourbon, you know, the average person might not know how bourbon's made, but they think about Kentucky and they think about, you know, barn with aging barrels and horses and weeping willows and 
Then all of a sudden, it's like there's some guy with funky tattoos mixing you up a cocktail and lighting something on fire. You're like, what the fuck? I have no idea what it, what that is. But, you know, please take my money and make me more. You know, yeah. and so I just don't think that, you know, when you decide to either have less alcohol or on those occasions that you don't want any alcohol, I don't think you should have to, you know, sacrifice. I don't think you should have to compromise and do the whole like, oh, I guess I'm drinking seltzer with a splash of cram. Um, and so that was really the, you know, the impetus for it. Like, can we can we make something that stands in place of an alcoholic spirit that uh, is every bit as much complex and interesting and based in the terroir and has the story behind it and all of that. So when you get your, you know, margarita happens to be a non-alcoholic margarita, you're just as excited to drink it as if it were, you know, a full on, you know, uh, alcoholic uh, cocktail. I think when you we were talking before about the fact that it's really an experience, it's the whole it's the whole experience of being in the space. Yeah. And you're it's such a social engagement. Um, and it is easy to over imbibe when you are just having a good time and you're just socializing and to your point when you when you're like, No, I won't have another one. That means it's the end. Yeah. And who want no one wants, you know, you're having a good time. And just um, I think it's really interesting since you and I've spoken, I just can't wait to like, it sounds silly, but you really made me start thinking about the fact that there are times that I really don't want another cocktail. I just don't want to go. And if I had another option, and you're right, I, I'm not a big club soda fan. Right. So, and it's just boring. And it then is. you don't have that seductive space of someone crafting something just for you. Yeah, right. So I think it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and there's just, you know, I think for w where it led me is sure the you know the real basic notion is hey you know i'm gonna have a non-alcoholic cocktail but for us advanced drinkers um you know where where i kind of go is you know if i'm going out with a certain crew and you know this is a big drinking crew and you're like god ah, every time i go out with these guys it ends up being a crazy night and you know six or seven or eight cocktails which is a ton of alcohol um you know i i've been uh, saying because we distribute here, you know, in California, um, I'll say to the bartender, "Hey, if I'm drinking Margs, I'll say, hey, drink, do mine uh, half and half. You know, do mine. There's two ounces of of, uh, of tequila in a Marg. Do it one ounce tequila, one ounce of ours, which is the spirit of tequila, and I can still have eight cocktails, but I'm only having four cocktails worth of alcohol. I totally, That's great. I think. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think it's a great um, option. Sorry, it's my first time opening these. I'm really excited. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get, I'm like. They are hard to open, though. It was funny as I was watching you try to open that. That's exactly the experience I had. And I was like, I can't, don't want it. Like, I didn't want it to go everywhere. Dude, I but, yeah. was on a video, on an Instagram live the other day. So full disclosure, you know, some of our bottles were, were fitted with corks that were just like, you know, a tenth of a millimeter too big. And so they're a little hard to get off. They call it growing pains. But I was on, I was on an Instagram live with somebody the other day. And they didn't kind of pre-plan and I didn't tell them about it. And so they're just sitting there for like, I mean, it derailed the entire thing. She could not get the bottle open. And, you know, you try to do the small talk until she does and she's getting wrenches out and all kinds of crazy crap. And, uh, you know, right a after wrench. that, I'm like, God damn, I just solved this cork <laughs> issue. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Um, I have to tell you, like right off the jump, though, that gin smells like gin, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that junipery um, smell. Um, I love your idea of why you wanted to do it, but I feel like the process of making this has to be like insanity because, you know, it's so easy to like, you know, fall in a realm where you're like gonna make it taste chemically. And right. if you cook it, you're gonna get natural yeast that's just on, say, juniper berries or whatever, that's gonna make it alcoholic. Yeah. So describe that, can you describe that before we taste it? Or let's taste one and then describe a process. Because this is, this is amazing that yeah, you did this. Know, it's, it's basically the exact opposite of the way a traditional spirit would be made. I mean, I, I call it, you know, um, distillate reconstruction because you're basically putting things back together as opposed to taking them apart. So distillation, as you guys know, you're, you're taking away, right? You're taking away the impurities. And, you know, for us, what we'll do is we'll start from the end in mind and we'll go, all right, what are the 15 or 20 characteristics of a great bourbon or a great gin? And, you know, with a, with a gin, for example, you guys are smelling the gin, there's like cardamom and there's citrus and obviously juniper, you know, and there's, you know, 10 or 15 other notes in there. And so what we need to do is actually source those ingredients, you know, source juniper, source cardamom and citrus and all of that. And then obviously, and then, and then um, what you need to do is then reverse out from that and distill each one of those flavors into, you know, a natural flavor that can be used, you know, to make a product like this. And so we kind of put it back together. Um, which is really hard, man. Like, I, I think when I first started the company, um, you know, I, I wanted to, I think we started in January of last year. I'm like, oh, this will take us a couple months to crack. I mean, it took us the better part of the year because, you know, it's really hard to crack those flavor profiles. Like bourbon is so complex. And, um, you know, we actually did our first release of bourbon. Um, once it hit market, there's people that really liked it and there's people that didn't. I didn't think we did a great job with it. And so we did uh, an, uh, another version of it. We did a re-release of it that I think we got right this time. I mean, you guys have the new stuff. And, um, you know, it's all iterative. You know, we kind of try to run this thing like the software guys do. You know, like, is it done? I don't know. Maybe tomorrow you're going to have a new feature on your iPhone. It's always going to kind of update. So I, I think we we know that it's hard enough that we're never going to get it totally right. But hopefully, you know, a little bit better every single day. Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What is, how did you create that slow burn on the back of the gin? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I quit drinking for like a month, which is the longest I've ever gone without drinking alcohol. And I, uh, I would try to fool myself. I'd get a really nice glass and a really nice, you know, big chunk of ice and I'd put seltzer water and, like I said, a splash of crayon or something in there. And I'd go sit down in front of the TV or, you know, um, or on the back deck. And I'd kind of prepare, I'd kind of tuck in, and you sipped it, and it was wildly disappointing. It just flat out sucked. And the reason that it sucked is, well, there's a bunch of reasons it sucked. But the reason it sucked, by and large, um, is that, you know, one of the things that makes a cocktail in my opinion, great and, and an experienced is the slow drinking burn that ethanol alcohol delivers, right? 
You know, it's like you're not guzzling your your cocktails for a bunch of reasons, but not least of which is, you know, you have it, you, you have a sip, you feel that nice warm burn, you know, in your palate, down your chest. And then you kind of experience that. You, you, you sit on it for a little while and then you go back for another sip. And without that, it's just not the same. And so, you know, it's impossible to completely replicate the burn of alcohol, the burn of ethanol without ethanol. Um, but I think we've gotten as close as can be, which basically it's a concoction of, you know, a bunch of different kinds of, uh, uh, of oil extracts of, of pepper, uh, oil extracts. And so it's, you know, the essence of black pepper, um, you know, really, really cleaned up and distilled. Um, but ultimately that delivers, you know, you'll notice it's a different kind of burn, but yeah. it's, you know, it mimics that burn that, that you would kind of get with a cocktail. So it's a slow drinking kind of a thing. It's a familiar taste. I, now that you say that it's, um, yeah, but it's really good. Nice. Like I'm now excited to make my cocktail. All right. What should we try next? The tequila or the bourbon? Which one should I go first with in which way? Uh, why don't you do the, why don't you do the tequila? We'll go, we'll go darker and darker. Great. I love tequila. Just so you know, if this one's good, then we're sold. So you make this from agave. Yeah. Yeah. We start with agave. Um, you know, it's like a really good, like I'm a mezcal fan. Um, and so that was one of the inspirations. The other inspiration for it was on my 40th birthday, a couple of years back, uh, we oh, were, you mean last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were at some fancy schmancy place in Mexico and, uh, and the bartender was like, Hey, let me, let me pour you, you know, something really nice to sip on. Let me pour you some tequila. And at that point in my life, tequila was still in that point, that place in my mind where it was, you know, it was a joke you'd play on your friends in college. You're like, Oh yeah, we're going to make you do a shot. And, you know, what he poured me was a, was a glass of Class A Azul. Um, and oh, my God, just, you lucky man. Dude, it, it just kind of blew my mind. And, um, and it was, I'm like, I, I said to the guy, he must have thought I was such a noob, and I was. And he's like, I'm like, like shoot it? He's like, no, 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 you just sip it. I'm like, you sip tequila? That sounds, you know, anyway, so you sip it, and you're like, oh, gosh, man, like the oakiness and vanilla and all of that good stuff coming through. Um, and so, you know, for me, that was, that was one of the big inspirations, like a really nice reposado, uh, or añejo just, you know, was, was one of the inspirations for this as well. Class A is one of my absolute favorite tequilas. Is delish. It? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't afford it all the time, but it's delicious. I know. It's muy expensivo. That's Even in Mexico. <laughs> that's as far as I get with Spanish. I think further is... along than I am. <laughs> You know, when you go to the distilleries in um, in Mexico where you've had roasted agave, it's kind of like that flavor, which yeah. almost has a chocolate characteristic. Um, yeah. And it's so funny because, like, as soon as I tasted it, um, I, I hit, like, I, I've eaten so much of the agave, like, when we went to Jalisco and stuff and different distilleries where they're like, taste, taste my agave, drink my juice, try the juice, try the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for me, it tastes like the juice a lot more than um, anything else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the flavor I'm at least tasting where it's almost giving you those hints of um, before you distill it, 
like the chocolate notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, and you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the the the, the objective or the reason you know this stuff is made is it's really to make cocktails, and so you know, sure, you can sit, you can sip it neat, but you know, it's not really what it's made for. You know, it's uh, so you know the the way we kind of created these things was you know, to sit in place, to sit in, you know, that, that space in the cocktail where, you know, where the spirit would normally sit. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to the bourbon next. All right. I'm right it. there with you. Okay. already opened it. All right. Um, so this is our, Ooh, that smells wonderful. So this is our, our new release of the bourbon and, uh, it's a total labor of love, man. Like it was, uh, you know, like I said, at first, the first, the V1 was fine, I think. Um, this one I'm genuinely proud of. There is a caramel, like a crazy caramel toffee flavor yeah. right up front. And you're, and you smell like yeah. you're drinking smell at the same time. And then it goes away very quickly because then the heat comes on. Yeah. 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 I, you know, there's a couple of other brands that make a bourbon and, you know, some of them you just use some artificial sweeteners and some things that just leave that sticky taste in your mouth. And I, you know, I, I just wanted this thing to be really clean. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it's, it's very much intended to kind of, you know, a, a really great bourbon aged in those barrels that, um, you know, just really sucks up the oakiness and, you know, kind of that burnt caramel kind of a thing, um, you know, and there's just, there is, if, if you're, you know, like, you know, as I'm sure you are, you know, Gina, the, the, you know, a follower of the space, there is a pretty noticeable difference between a whiskey and a bourbon. And I just think bourbons are just so much more interesting. Um, and so we really just kind of followed that flavor profile. That. When you sip a little another step of it straight, and I'm sure it's going to be different when we drink it, the heat intensifies mm. very quickly, yeah. and then, and then you have like there's another flavor and I can't put my finger on what it is. It's like this toffee vanilla, and then there's something. I get a little raisin. Yeah, there's something else I've tasted before, and I can't tell. Is it a date? Is it a a, a fig Ooh. or a rate? There's something else in there that I can't. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's a date. Now that you said that with that second, I get a date. Oh, just falling all over the place. Yeah, I got a I got date now that you say that. Or so, yeah, something a, like this that. is this is yeah. one of our most complex, man. There's so much in it that and it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. Are what the there name. dates in it? We need to know. <laughs> um, there are no dates in it, but it's like so many other things where, you know, there's so many, you know, little other things that come together to form something totally new you know it's like uh have you guys have, have you ever seen that movie uh ratatouille of course right <laughs> so there's that one scene where the rat's like going he's, he's eating a strawberry and then he's eating a cheese and he's like but when you put them together something totally new happens and so i think that's that's a lot of that's a lot what happens you know you put two things together and you're like oh i didn't realize that you know pickles and ice cream would taste like steak or whatever the heck <laughs> 
That was a really <laughs> weird one. I don't know where that came from. Ah, pickles and ice cream are just good when you're pregnant. It's the sweetest salty thing you could ever eat. I bet you actually pickle ice cream would be good. Salty sweet? Uh, yeah, it's not a cliche. Pregnant women love it because it's delicious. Huh. And you can get away with being totally weird when you're pregnant. You're like, I would like some ice cream and some super sour pickles from Delancey in New York. And, and mm. my husband's like, excuse me? I'm like, the double sours. I'll wait. Now. <laughs> I'll wait. This is our second yeah. kid. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what is it? Double sours. I'm like, they have them. Go get it. Yeah. Um, This is so cool. I think so funny. Like the first thing that came to mind for your bourbon, which I completely know 100% is made with, um, is, is actually supposed to be made with rye. But like, mm. I feel like a Sazerac with that would be so good. Totally. Because you can have the non-alcoholic petite, uh, pastis, that, and, you know, you could put the bitters in, really, because it's only two dashes, if you're yeah. not, you know, not drinking because, you know, you don't drink anymore for other reasons. If you're just trying yeah. to lighten the load, yeah. a couple of dashes of paste shows isn't going to kill you. But no, like, exactly. Exactly. But, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well. You had a really interesting note when we talked earlier about the fact that you didn't see this as a, a brand or a company of sobriety, right. but of, yeah. And so that it was, I mean, obviously that's an option, but to your point, if you're having eight cocktails with four and half and halfing the alcohol content, yeah. um, that's a great, that's a, it's really great option. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see it. It's a, it's a brand of. I'm excited to start bringing this into my regular drinking uh, oh, that's awesome. habit. Yeah, I mean, at the I end may of the day, it's imbibe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a brand of control and options, you know, man. It's like mm -hmm. it, it just kind of goes. Like, I love a good Manhattan, and you know, the other day I was sitting at this local place here in Marin, and you know, I ordered a Manhattan, and I really, really kind of embraced the the talk, which was, hey, why don't we make a Manhattan fifty fifty, and uh, we did fifty percent. Uh, Spirit of Tequila, 50%. I think it was Hudson. Hudson is one of my favorites. Um, in fact, my son is named Hudson. Uh, and so we did, we did half and half. It tasted every bit as good, I swear to God. And it was, you know, really satisfying because I didn't, I didn't appreciate that cocktail any, you know, any less than if it were 100%, um, you know, Hudson Rye. Um, but I could have more than one or two without getting absolutely crushed at four o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> I want to try making a cocktail. Can we do that? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah? Louise, yeah, are you ready? Do it. I'm good. I had to go get my citrus. Oh. All right. So I, first of all, love this idea of cutting it half and half. When you say 50-50, like in my world, it's always changing it to 50% vermouth, 50% the alcohol. Yeah. But... I love this idea of like of lightening the load, and I feel yeah. like that's what I might even call it on the menu: lighten the load. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I gave everybody a little a little guideline where you're going to use raspberries, spirit of your choice, lime, strong green tea, simple, and then we're going to yep. shake it and garnish it. Right? I personally think I'm gonna. I, I was gonna do the gin, and then I'm like, I can't go to do the bourbon. Do it. What are you gonna use, Louise? I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna go tequila because okay. you know that's always my yeah, route. And yeah. let's see what happens. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about. Let's talk about this drink really quickly. So if you're out there and you're listening to this drink, you can 
it's called a crush it, right? So right now, this time of year, raspberries, um, depending on where you live, are coming in season. And I put my raspberries down, and I don't know where they are. <laughs> and there's no alcohol. The in raspberry are Wait, missing. Wait, hold on. Wait, it's it better. There's no alcohol in here, Adam. And I'm like, where's my raspberries? Um, so you're going to take your shaker tin, and you're going to add um, four to five raspberries whole. And the reason why you're doing that is because you're going to add ice, and you're going to shake this drink. So you don't really need to um, to uh, to crush these or macerate them anyway, because the ice will do all that work for you, okay? All right. So we're gonna use one and a half ounces of the bourbon. And then we're gonna put in there one ounce of lime juice. And I have really small limes, so it's about a half of a lime for me to use. Um, I always say, please use fresh juice. It takes two seconds, and it keeps longer than any other juice you can buy in the store, right? So we're going to put a half an ounce of fresh juice. Then you're going to add four ounces of green tea and then one ounce of simple syrup. And I put my simple syrup in with my green tea already. Um, and then we're going to add ice, and then we're going to shake and double strain over um, crushed ice. And I'm just going to grab that really quickly. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just I got into my the conversation. green tea from my uh, coffee cup, which that was not very elegant. Let's go over there. Good thing you're at home. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a podcast. No one can see. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I outed myself. It's okay. Okay. I made a giant mess that I will have to clean up after, and that's fine. All right. So we have all the ingredients in the shaker, and now we are going to three-quarters fill with ice, and we're going to give this a really hard shake. And... Like 99% of this drink is going to be how hard you shake it, okay? So mm. Can you write your name on your tin? Is that a thing? It's a thing. Yeah. Can you write your name in ice? Yeah. Is that, is that mean it's done? That means it's done. <laughs> Oh. That way you know it's cold up. And if you should have on the top of yours a nice froth. Oh, yeah. Look at that, Gina. Let me see. A lot of seeds in mine, too. Beautiful. I love it. Good job. So the reason, so you have the seeds in yours, and that's why we say that you should double strain this cocktail, meaning that you should use a cone strainer and, um, I have to go grab that, too, and your regular strainer so I can demo that. Jeez, Gina. Hey. Is it with your raspberries? No, I don't know what I you know what it is? I read I redid my drawers and I don't know where I put anything. So um You can't I, find anything in your drawers? Like I know, right? With it Ooh, as a look at that. Oh, it likes glass. You know what? I'll yeah. just use the giant one to look like an idiot. Okay, done. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> you can't no one can see it anyway. I'm using a giant kitchen strainer now. <laughs> but it's still gonna work. So we're going to pour that in. It's got a really pretty color. It is pretty. It's beautiful. I can't see anything through it. I feel like I'm in uh, Magic Garden. And I can see Louise. I can see. Okay. <laughs> anyway, now we're going to garnish our cocktail. And um, a couple whole um, whole raspberries on top. I like to keep it odd. So I always put like three. And then if you have like, a, I don't know, a piece of mint. Or if you want to put a little wheel of lime for green, you can. 
But honestly, it's kind of gorgeous just the way it is, so you don't really need much more. Yeah. And now you have it. It's a little crush cocktail for fun. Cheers. Ooh, Thanks, Louise, guys. good job. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. I like it. What did you use? I use... <clears throat> I used tequila. I used tequila as well. And um, actually, instead of simple syrup, I used uh, blue agave. Uh, agave nectar. Yum. The bourbon is lovely with a uh, raspberry oh, and the tea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Yeah, I bet you the bourbon would really be nice in this too. Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah. I believe you. It, it's totally different now in the drink. So right. like, like you really have to make a cocktail with it. You have to like, you know, you have to experience it in there. Yeah, yeah. it's funny, you know, like every once in a while we'll get a call from somebody who ordered it online and they're like, I don't know if I like it. And I'm like, so how did you drink it? And they're like, well, I got it out of the box. I opened it and I took a swig of it. And you're like, gosh, well, I mean, you know, it should be fine, but you know, most, you know, how many, how many 30 or $40 bottles of gin do you just drink warm? You know, exactly. it's, it's one of those, exactly. right. It's like, you know, you, you need to romance it a little bit. Uh, to to really work well, I think this is really lovely. These are, I in I love the fact that it. Fe- I mean, it is a cocktail. It I mean, is. It, that, that's the thing is, it's not that it's a, uh, totally. a a sad substitute by any means. This is lovely. Yeah, and my you know my 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 dying cross to bear at some point will be the 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 destroying of the word mocktail. I hate that word. It's the worst. It is the worst. You think about like, you know, you think about like a hurricane glass at a TGI Fridays with like whipped cream on top. You're like, oh, okay. Put a sparkler in it maybe. I don't know. (laughs) So when I had my babies, and this was not that long ago, right? I had my last baby six years ago. um, And I'm a bartender, right? So I would go into bars and everyone's like, oh, let me make you a mocktail. 95% of the time it had ginger beer in it. Well, let me tell you what you never give a pregnant woman a ton of ginger beer because it just kills your esophagus on top of the fact that you have a human being growing in your body. So, so like this would have been a much pleasant, more like pleasant um, surprise. And also I go to a lot of meetings for obviously liquor companies and you know, everyone tries to jam a drink, drink down your throat. This is a way easier thing to like back it off a little bit. You know what I mean? And you should. Well, and it's one of these things too, where you know, there's there's some other brands out there that make their own kind of special expressions, which I think they do a great job. There's some really nice ones out there. We didn't do that largely because you know I just don't want to try to I don't want to have to retrain the world on how to drink cocktails. You right. know, and I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a you're an old fashioned guy, or if you're a margarita girl, or if you're whatever, like there you go, just replace it. You don't have to make a special cocktail for this. You can just kind of have this on the bottom of the menu that says, hey, anything we make, you can, you know, either reduce or eliminate the alcohol in it without kind of, without killing the, you know, the, the flavor experience. Reduce is a better word than, uh, what did I say? I don't even know when I said something crazy. Reduce <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Gina, where are they going to go to get this recipe? They're going to go to designateddrinker.show for the tips and tricks and how-tos and a link of how to get to free spirits. 
Um, and if you didn't catch that, that is Desi Need a Trigger Dot Show. Awesome. And the other thing is if you're listening on your smartphone, all you do, do is swipe up and the links will be in the episode notes as well. So there's no reason why you can't get this. That's right. Okay. Well, I feel like it's all you feel like in this uh, in the spirit of free spirits, and I was I had a different um, a different thing, but now I'm going to change it. So, yeah. um, if you've listened to our show before, this is how we know you listened or you haven't listened. There's a final question where we we say to you, or I say I am going to ask you. We I <laughs> ask. She has a mouse in her pocket. I know what is <laughs> happening to me today. So in this day and age, everybody identifies themselves with, you know, a different spirit animal. And they're like, you know, I really identify myself with a pelican because they are, you know, they can encompass the entire sea and they only filter out what they need. And they are um, going to be very closed mouth or wide as it can be, right? If you can identify yourself with one spirit ingredient, so it can be for food or for drink, and you can and tell me why you're like that. So if you identify yourself with, I don't know, lettuce, you know, whatever. What is your ingredient? Tell me. Um, I'm going to go with salt. Oh, what kind of salt? I like that big, crunchy uh, table salt that um, I don't know whether it's just a getting older thing, but um, I am, you know, for me, like salt is kind of the essential ingredient to, you know, to anything I eat these days. Like not in like a old gnarly, like iodized salt kind of like, you know, yeah. pouring it on like with the girl with the umbrella kind of way. But uh, like, it's, uh, you know, the way we use it actually is like really, really flavorful, you know, smoked salt and different flavors and expressions of it, which is really cool. Um, and this one brand of salt that we use, I can't remember the name of it, but it's actually, you know, it's, it's sea salt. And so it's got some nice crunch to it and it adds a real nice uh, texture as well. I love that answer. So you're saying you're just a little crunchy and a lot salty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what life and advertising will do to yeah. you. Well, yeah, that's exactly a little crunchy. That's my California side and a little salty. That's my New York side. <laughs> I like perfect. that. That's perfect. Yes. Well, on that note, cheers. It has cheers. been cheers to you a guys. pleasure. Very nice to spend time yes, with you guys. Thank you. This is amazing, wonderful product. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, guys. And thanks for helping us learn how to reduce our alcohol intake. Love it. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia led by skilled caregivers, Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.